Good morning. Uh, we have spoken so far about Ga'ava, about Kaas, and yesterday we spoke about Kina. Today we're going to be speaking about Chemda. Uh, someone yearns for, there are two types. One is Chemdat Hamamon, and one is Chemdat Hakabod. Chemdat Hamamon uh, imprisons us, he says it. That if one gets involved with Chemdat Mamon, I want to translate Chemdat Mamon as the standard of living. If one gets involved in in the needs of a standard of living, there is simply no end. This is very interesting. Uh, often in different places, uh, Mr. Sharim, I have referred to this, but it's, some, it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's a predicament we get into without realizing. Meaning, when you are first married, I remember the, the, the first week before we got married, um, I was living in an apartment in Jerusalem. My wife was going to join me for a few months before we went to before we went to uh, the Gush, uh, immediately after we married, we were going to live there for a few months. And uh, my mum and dad took me out uh, just a few days before the wedding, and we went to a supermarket, and we, mamas filled up the house with, uh, with the greatest foods, you know, all the foods that I liked, and I assume my wife liked. And it was a surprise when we moved into the house a few days after the wedding, uh, my wife opened the fridge, and the fridge was full. We didn't have to go and buy anything. It was full of great stuff. The thing was that we ate it. And uh, at some stage, we needed to go shopping again. At this stage, my parents had already returned to England. And um, I knew what my income was, and my wife's income was. And there's no way I could fill the fridge in the same way that uh, my parents had filled the fridge. This was a rude awakening, uh, and immediately an immediate lowering of standards. I had a bit of an advantage because I'd just come on Aliyah a year or two before, so I had used my Zuhuyot to buy a washing machine and, uh, and various uh, electronical things like a fridge and a cook or whatever. Uh, but beyond that, you know, we had to totally lower our standards. We had to go to Telma Cornflakes, to, to all, the, all the other things that we get used to later on in life in Israel. Uh, and then you start again. When you start again, you decide at some stage, you know, you're going to buy this, you're going to buy that. What you don't realize when you buy something is that the expenditure uh, that you, uh, you, you use in order to buy something is, um, how can I say it? It's not, it's not one-off. You buy a car and it's not just that car that you have now invested in. It's the cost of running a car, which is the insurance, it's the petrol. Uh, and, uh, but, and at the same time, you get very used to having a car. Meaning, once you start driving a car, as most of you know, you don't really want to go on public transport anymore. And therefore, you're going to have to upkeep this car. And when this car eventually lives its life out, you're going to have to replace it. So you have, by definition, by buying the car in the first place, upgraded your standard of living. But to keep the standard of living where it is, you're going to have to invest a lot of time and, of course, money in order to keep that standard of living. And the same goes for anything that you 
decide to do. Even if you, if you, if you put a lot of your efforts into buying a house, you've got to keep the house going. You know, after a certain period of time, you have to start renewing everything in the house. What I mean to say is that there is no such thing as a one-off uh, expense. Most of the expenses in our standards of living are, are, are an addition from now on and always. Now, you'll say, okay, I understand that. What's the problem? The problem is, in order to pay for these expenses, you have to work. And the higher your expenses become, the more you have to work. And the more you have to work, the less you have time or really energy to deal with anything else because money doesn't just take only money doesn't take up your time the the quantity of your life it takes up the quality of your life as well so you have to be very careful with chemdat hamamon uh, with being training yourself what we used to call in b'nei akiva to histap kut b'muat to managing to suffice with with a minimum where you don't have to have the best of everything it's okay if you don't buy the best brand it's okay if you don't have the best phone, it's okay. As long as your car gets from A to B, that it's not the best car. Chemdat uh, hamamon. If money takes over our lives, we simply cannot. And again, money taking over our lives isn't just someone who's looking all over the place for dollars. It's someone who has totally invested themselves in their material reality to the degree that in order to sustain that material reality, that person has to work doubly as hard and it takes away from his quality of life. The other chemda that Ramchal talks about is the chemda of kavod. And this is a killer, right? The... Uh, the need that we have, um, which is unnecessary, but we all have it, the need to be recognized and honored and respected by other people. Now, other people should respect you, but we're not talking about other people, we're talking about you. Do you need their respect? As a human being, you should be giving respect to everyone and anyone and being nice to everyone and anyone. That goes without saying. But should you be demanding that of everyone and anyone? What does it matter if someone really shows you the respect you're due or they don't show you the respect you're due? Are you doing what you're doing in order to get that respect? Or are you doing what you're doing because you believe in what you're doing? These are really fundamental questions. Now, of course, we don't need other people's respect because we don't need to justify our existence to other people. We don't need to justify our existence to anyone at all. The fact that Akkadosh Baruch Hu took the time as it was to create you and me. The fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu breathed a breath of himself, of his neshima, neshama, into our bodies, means that we have a reason to live. It means that we are worthy of living. It means that we, we are here for a purpose. Everybody is here for a purpose. And therefore, I don't need kabod. And... Uh, Hasidish Rebbe once said, Mi melech ha-kabod. Who can be the king of kabod? And the answer is only Hashem. It's very, very difficult for a human being um, not to demand that and not to uh, be, I suppose, totally insensitive to that. One is always looking for recognition. One is looking for people uh, to respect you and to think highly of you. And it's something, of course, I understand. We all want that. We have our Rebbe's, we have our teachers, we have people that are our mentors, and we would love for them to acknowledge that. But if for some reason they don't acknowledge that, we have to internalize the, the reality that this doesn't 
take away from our, our being or our importance in any, any way. Chemdat um, hamamon and chemdat ha-kavod are the last of the two midot that Ramchal talks about here. And we're winding up chapter 11. Chapter 11 uh, will bring us to the uh, almost the end of Nikiot. We have another chapter to do, chapter 12, uh, which is how to possess Nikiot. Um, but that, please God, we'll do tomorrow. And this chapter 11, I think, is by far the longest chapter in Nikiot. What we have done here is shown again, remember, going right back to the beginning. Uh, a few weeks ago, Nikhil is uprooting, not just controlling uh, your bad habits, but uprooting them, getting rid of them. And uh, Ramchal emphasized at the beginning of chapter 11 that really we have to do this with every single negative commandment, but he chose a number of negative commandments to concentrate on. The three first ones, and they were the main ones, were to finance, promiscuity, and then food. And then we had others like Shabbos, Chil, Hashem, uh, we had a number of other mitzvot that he spoke about, anger, and nekiman, etira, sina. Uh, and then he went on to speak about a number of midot that also need nekiot. Uh, we had ga'ava, we had ka'as, we had, um, we had yesterday, we had kin'ah, and today we had chemda, chemdat ha'kabod, chemdat ha'kesef. And what we have to do now is move to chapter 12, talk about how to be possessing the kiyot, with an aim at then finishing, at least theoretically, finishing the midah, uh, finishing the first stage of the book, which is to become a tzaddik. Then we, I, I plan to go to the next chapter, even though if you and I are realistic, I should really go all the way back to the beginning and start again until we be, all become tzaddikim. But of course, I speak for myself. So uh, please, God, we will meet tomorrow and do chapter 12. Have a good day.